I, I play with Fitz so often. Yeah. And he's because he's got Rhystic Study in every goddamn blue deck. Every I'm like, Fitz, please just stop playing Rhystic Study. He's like, no. And I'm like, okay, fine. But like, yep. <laughs> well, yeah. Because so, like, it's so such a value card. It's so good. Right. But like, I think the, the problem with Rhystic Study, and this has just been my experience, it does one of two things. It either, it always paints a target on your back because people either aren't going to pay for it because they're being greedy, in which case you end up with so many cards that people are like, you're the fucking threat. Or it does nothing and you're still the threat because nobody, you know, because it's, everyone hates paying their taxes, more or less. You know, like, there's, there are very few situations I've noticed, especially in casual, especially over webcam, people hate Rhystic Study. Because they're just like, I have to remember. I'm like, no, I will remind you when you cast a spell about my Rhystic Study. And they're like, oh, yeah, even better. You're going to, do you pay the one? You know, I'm like, well, it's either that or if you just ignore it, I'm going to draw cards. Like, like oh, well, I have the mana to pay for it. Well, you didn't say so. And you didn't want me to remind you of your Rhystic Study trigger. So I'm drawing the cards. This is season motherfucking two. everyone welcome to another episode of the uncommon commander podcast where myself and other guests come on to talk about our favorite uncommon legendary creatures to run as our commanders today it's going to be another episode where myself and the guest have uh, a legendary we share a deck with the same legendary creatures so we'll do some comparing and contrasting uh today i got trenton how are you doing today i'm doing pretty good no very few complaints very few complaints besides having your foot being run over yeah yeah i mean it, i can still wiggle the toes it's so yeah my, my foot's okay <laughs> that's good I'm like, i was like i was so worried and you're like i just ran over my foot i'm like oh that's yeah no no big deal nothing bursts there's no blood bones or everything still moves so. <laughs> Bo bones are questionable <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so we're we're talking about agar the freezing flame uh a a is it giant and wizard tribal card uh, from call time and it's 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 one of the smallest giants i i've probably seen is the three mana three three yeah. um but the other cool thing is that whenever um a wizard or a giant or a spell you control deals excess damage uh to a creature or planeswalker an opponent controls you draw a card and that is so cool i was so into that i'm like you know boros giants pretty cool is it giants now we're talking yeah yeah um so what was what was the big thing that that brings agar like that does the thing for you uh it's three words and it's stapled at the very end of his text and it's uh, the three words are draw a card card advantage by... in the command zone what yeah. that's what? crazy in, in 2022 who'd have thought i mean 2021 2021 yeah yeah um no i mean just just so drawing cards one it's my favorite thing to do in like all of magic because i get to see more of my cards it's why i i mean mill does the same thing you know you get to see more of your cards but you don't get to use them which is why there's feel bads but just drawing cards is fun it's powerful and it allows you to 
we were talking about this a, a little bit earlier, but it, it allows you to kind of forego a couple things so you can ensure you're still going to be doing things. Like, uh, green kind of has this, you know, natural, they get to land ramp, they get to pull lands out of their library, put them onto the battlefield, and that allows them to, later in the game, just draw into more gas and have to worry about ramping less and less or hitting their land drops less. So uh, a, a commander in is it that allows you to draw cards for playing the game, although in a slightly more niche way, um, you're going to be drawing your land drops. You're going to be drawing your, you know, your, uh, your mana rocks. You're not going to, you're not going to miss out on any of those things like you would with a commander like, uh, like Mizzix, who I love very very dearly, that deck was near and dear to my heart until Agar came around and showed me the the right way to do things. The right way to do is it things. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So I I loved Mizix for for a long time. Um, it just it got to a point where I I built Agar as a like a a challenge. So like my deck was originally a pretty budget friendly deck. Some prices have gone up, but um, so it's like a hundred. It's little over a hundred bucks and then my mizix list was like a three four hundred dollar list that i'd slowly tuned from from the pre-con and it just felt so much slower like nothing clicked nothing did the it didn't do quote unquote the thing anymore Mm -hmm. and agar just felt so much smoother because anytime i cast a burn spell or a lightning bolt and killed something i would you know just draw a card and be able to keep playing and progressing progressing the board or progressing my board whereas like mizix required some setup and required the right things in hand in order to keep playing smoothly and just didn't quite feel as as good um compared to agar which is funny because agar is just almost a meme deck you know like it's it's giant tribal that's so this is something uh i have absolutely adored about a lot of um like, Call Time was very much, like, a, a tribal-centric thing. You had angels, yeah. you had giants. You even had a, a kind of a minor focus on, like, demons and, like, berserkers or angels or yep. humans and elves. So it was uh, it, it was sort of, um, like, for some color combinations and, like, creature types, it's the tried and true of, like, elf tribal in, like, Golgari, right? Yeah. Um, yep. And... Um, uh, like giants, like er- most people are like, okay, red is the giant's color, but we have things like Brian Stoutarm, uh, which not necessarily is giant tribal, but a lot of the giants just synergize just by being big by, by yeah. association. Um, and then, um, and then there was the Kalemni, like Boros giant deck that everyone was kind of like, this is kind of in the right it's it's not the step in the right direction for boros or for giants that we need and then call time hit and they're like okay what if we did is it right and we made it red and we made this tinier uh this tinier giant that can bring everything together that comes out for three mana but also like focus on like this really neat ability of overkill damage which is like such a really interesting way to like like everyone's like, well, why I want stuff to trample through to deal damage, or or you know, like I maybe it's better just to be affected deal just enough, 
of the dam- of the damage, right? But but yeah. in this case, like it's such an interesting thing where it's like I actually have to do overkill and be and go over the top to get card advantage, and like I'm a chaotic magic player. I I love absolutely like chaotic big flashy plays and the agar is like not only can you do the big flashy plays in blue and red which like red's a no-brainer but you also get to do it like with a tribe but also get to use like big red burden spells i am so 100 percent down for that yep yeah no absolutely and i think that was kind of like the really big inspiration for me like i wanted to utilize some of the giants from call time so like i've got doomsguard titan and calamity bearer and stuff like that but what I really want, like, I have, like, my bulk box is one of those 5K white storage boxes. And most of the red cards are these X damage burn spells. And I was just like, you know, what if I build this deck with just burn as more the central, like, the center focus instead of, instead of, it still has a, a giant tribal sub theme, but what if I just try and make burn viable in commander and turns out that it's it's very doable and x you know red has a lot of really cool x damage burn spells and agar just gives you a reason to overkill anything and everything you can i mean and first and foremost i mean probably one of the biggest spells you could play for and depending on the board state like probably a a boatload of of card advantage um blasphemous act being a a absolute centerpiece of the deck for any agar deck goes without saying that like you should probably be running blasphemous act yeah uh, absolutely like yep. 100 w- and, and like depending on like what level you play at and who you play at and like what's what like you know not everyone's playing battle cruiser everyone likes to do utility creatures but where like even blasphemous act can like kill the most herculean creatures that have like you know 10 toughness or 9 toughness or whatever and also yep. just get rid of some mana dorks and you know maybe you have to lose agar as a consequence right. um but the uh, the advantage that you're getting out of uh, a potentially one red mana for x cards like it, it seems yep. like a no-brainer and um it kind of leans uh taking into consideration like the red burn spells like blasphemous act or, or playing like a big red x spell like comet storm or some of the other other spells that you have that that i don't have in my deck um like it it it, it really brings a lot of uh, a lot of cards that initially get glanced over uh with other commanders and other decks that are looking for similar effects and they have a home right here in agar where it's like oh wait this thing basically becomes a cantrip yep yeah, uh, so I built mine, so my mana base is pretty heavy into the snow theme, so, like, I'm running snow basics, mm-hmm. my snow duel, uh, so, like, I, Tundra Fu- uh, Tundra Fumarole is freaking sweet for one red red, you deal four damage to something, normally, you, you almost never cast it if you're not cantripping, um, but then you add a color list for each snow spent to cast it, and you don't lose that mana until, like, the end of your turn, so it basically becomes for one red red, you can trip, you'll kill something, you'll draw a card, and, you add and you'll mana. add, th- yeah, you add three red to your, or your three colorless to your mana pool, which you can then further into, you know, like we were talking earlier, like a mana geyser or, you know, fuel something slightly bigger to fuel more things. It, it's, 
it's why I, I know like competitive decks run lightning bolt because it's a one mana kill draineth magistrate right like it just they were kills timna or it kills it kills a problem but in this deck lightning bolt is literally like opt it's it re- it's well it's replacing replace and and replacing itself which is such, and it replaces itself such it's a, a huge it's a thing trip. such a huge thing in this deck like yeah. it is it is uh it is magic christmas land for card advantage um yep. of just and like all of your creatures um even if let's say you know you go to combat and you have um you, you get blocks when you're trying to get damage in, but the trade-off is you kill a creature and you draw a card. So yep. it's a really kind of weird uh, bite into Thassa. Uh, just Agar just has everything that that you're looking for. It, it, like yep. you're you're looking for converting sources of damage into resources, and even when you know coming from a guy who absolutely adores combat, um, having having your creatures still have a trade-off of, like, I did not deal my opponent 12 damage. Right. I did draw a card, however, and I also killed yep. a creature. Yep. Yeah, it's still a good two-for-one. Like I said, Lightning Bolt, Tundra Fumarole, stuff like that. Like, any amount... If you know you can kill something with your... like And deal, even if it's one damage extra, it doesn't matter. You point you point that, that three-damage spell at a two-toughness creature... It's a two for one. You're gonna draw a card, get rid of a creature, and you are you're down no cards. It's you know it's it's a good trade. And most of, uh, most of those spells are instants, so you can still like a lot of the X spells are sorceries, but a lot of the can trippy like what I'm running, the the two to th- two to four damage instant speed. They're they're instants, so I can can trip on an end step. And then go to my turn and have more fuel to progress my board. Yeah, it's it's a very I, I found at least for for my builds and, and like some of the things that I've worked with for with Agar, uh, there's a level of flexibility where you're given the room to be proactive and reactive. Yep. But unless someone is actively gunning for like Agar taking it out as like, because Agar is very much like the the main engine of the deck and like you know if Agar is not around. Um, it, it doesn't completely fall in its face, but like one of the main advantages and conversions of like resources of the deck is suddenly gone. Um, the cool thing also being though that Agar's just three mana, so you just recast it for five or seven and probably still come out on top. Right. But like, um, it, it may come across as a fragile deck, but it is very much a flexible deck I've found. Uh, yeah. Just being able to uh, get a uh, like, I, I, there's been many games personally where I was able to could like have a um, a tectonic giant or a bone crusher giant or uh, an inferno titan, which is uh, one probably one of my favorite magic cards of all time, along with the other uh, the the other frost titan that I that I put in the deck. Yeah. Um, able to line up uh like the the etb and the attack trigger uh to like get rid of something that i need and it's just like being able to start taking people's boards out uh progressing your own board state drawing resources all because of like maybe one or two giants um and it's it's just it's a big stompy creature too like you're if if you know you'll probably hit a point where you'll, you'll play like uh sunrise sovereign where yes. where giants get plus two plus two and have trample 
Like, that's probably the point where you're caring less about the damage nexus. Like, the, you want the trample to go through. Pr you probably hit the point where you're hit, reaching critical mass of your deck, like, drawing, drawing your resources, getting rid of opponent's blockers and creatures, and then just slapping people in the face <laughs> with, for a bunch yep. of damage. Like, this is the... This is a pretty uh, uh, flexible, reactive, proactive, and like surprisingly resilient uh, deck theme, and yeah. and uh, I've always had fun playing Agar, um, and it's always interesting to like bring the deck back out after a while, um, being you know being really uh, like playing a bunch of board wipes proactively in situations that maybe don't necessarily call for it, but you're like yeah, but I could also just draw twenty cards. Yeah, um, yeah. You're playing against a token player, and you're like, okay, you know what? You're a little out of hand. All it they're like, playing like jet, they're playing jet mirror or something. And you're right. Just like, like yeah, I have no, four no. creatures. You have ten. I'm willing to lose my four if I draw, you know, ten cards off of a blasphemous act. But it's gonna be more than ten because everyone else still has creatures, even if they only have their commander and one other creature. Like. Blasphemous Act puts in so much work. Just being able to be usually a one mana. Yes, I lose my board, but I'm going to come out so far ahead on, in card advantage. It's not even funny. And when it comes around, like I'll usually still have mana up because I only paid one mana and everyone's dead. I'm going to recast Agar, maybe cast, you know, one of the two things that I drew. Pass turn, discard to hand size if needed. And but keep your, best, keep your else, best seven, though. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, you, you sculpt your hand to have the most explosive next turn you possibly can, whether it's another X burn spell or, you know, I, I love being able to pass turn with, you know, one of my instant speed uh, burn spells like Fall the Titans or Street Spasm or something. And people go and replay out their things if I have two or three mana extra, I can still be like, okay, well, I'm going to dome this for, for for three, you know, and still draw. I, I can trip off of it before my turn. I'm still setting people back. I'm still advancing my board. It's it's great. It feels great. It's just... I I, I just like it on all fronts. Like, Call Time was such a fun set overall. Like, there's uh, so I, much cool yeah. stuff that came out. I've talked about like Carter Doom Scourge, uh, probably way too much, but like that's that was Carter's just so cool. Uh, Furia, uh, the um, the, the Orzov Angel, the Orzov Angel, which like yep. I feel like also like very open ended and very cool, and then Agar just like took took bits and pieces of like things that I really do like in Magic in general, and then just kind of put it all in a neat little package and said, okay, here you go, and you're like. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Card card advantage, overkill, like be go like intentionally be like being told to be like, yeah, go buck wild, go go as big as you want to go, and you're like, oh man, I can lightning bolt things and like get advantage. I can giant like yeah. like I can chain reaction or blast axe something like the board and not have to feel like it's bad because I basically converted a blasphemous into a decree of pain. Yes. Like yes. like it like you know it's it's easy to be like suddenly all these cards that you 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 know had specific niche uses in like other decks suddenly we're like oh it's like in this situation with a combination of things it's the equivalent of this card you're like right whoa i can decree right. i can decree a pain in red for one 
absolute nuts. Absolute yeah. nuts. Um, but instant sorceries aside, one of the things I, I really do like, and I see your 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 decks similarly structured because you, we we have a pretty similar number of creatures. You got a total of twenty three with Agar. I got twenty six. Yeah. Um, wizards and giants dealing excess damage, which I think you know, uh, wizards probably won't see too often do that unless like. Uh, you get, like, maybe Adelie is the Cinderwind with, like, some other, like, wizards that buff fellow wizards. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, that's maybe when you'll start seeing it. But, like, being able to have your giants uh, be be able to uh, get in there. And and the ones that they printed in, uh, in Kaldheim were just synergized really well. And then there's also Prophetic Titan, which came out in Modern Horizons 2, but also just, yeah. like, mwah, fantastic. Like, Certain flinger being able to fling a giant for like, you're like, all right, you know what? Like, I'm waiting for the time to, uh, you know, I'm done with my certain elementalist or yeah. or whatever, and I can finally fling it at someone's face for big damage. But I also have a four six attacking you. Is it going to be dealing excess damage? I don't know, but I guess we'll wait and see. Um, yeah, but my, the eight eight that I just sacrificed is going to trigger certain flinger, and since it says certain flinger deals certain flinger deals the what? damage, yes, and yeah. like the the like the the goblins the goblins well I'm sorry I was goblin electric <laughs> I was that's what I was looking at but like all these giants uh calamity bearer like we're bringing uh bone crusher giant with stomp out which guess what stomp can even be relevant in this deck like but the basalt yep. basalt ravager um one of the one of the I think I I'll have to double check and compare the list a little bit more I put in like Warchief giant and uh um, that uh which like uh it you know what's really fun throwing a bunch of five threes at people that like you do want them to block and then throwing the five three at someone you know will find it really unfavorable to block and yep. just be like all right reload <laughs> for yep. the next round and like it, it 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 brings playability to a lot of giants which for some people might like like i like i said i run inferno titan frost titan because i i've been wanting to find decks where they work really well in commander when maybe they're not seen as the most powerful creatures anymore like they right. were they were standard all-stars back when corset 2011 and 2012 were out um but being able to like use a frost titan to like you know what i i i don't want to deal with that thing but i'm still going to make you block a giant 6-6 that's hard to interact right. with or I'm gonna use Inferno Titan's ETB and the attack trigger to like snipe a two power thing, uh, yep. while still being able to, if I really want to, like um, activate its fire breathing ability, um, or yeah. you know, or like the giants are fantastic. And having other things like one of the big things I love is running Warstorm Surge in these kind of decks, because oh, yeah. Warstorm Surge says the creature deals the damage. And it's not the enchantment. So uh, it, it, it just tickles. These things like tickle my brain of like, okay, like this, it goes beyond just the Agar Giants deck. Like what if yeah. I was able to give Inferno Titan death touch as it entered? Well, then suddenly the War Storm Surge with Inferno Titan means like I can throw six damage at something and ping three things and, and, and kill those three things for sure. The problem yeah. with Death Touch and Inferno Titan and Agar is that, oh, I need to deal the excess damage of, of two instead of one. Um, right. Or um, giving Inferno Titan, like, lifelink or something. You know, th things like that where, like, 
Agar Agar allows me to have that brain tickle of being able to play big fun creatures that deal a bunch of damage and have a payoff, but then also reminds me that uh, in other decks I can still use some of these resources in similar ways, but uh, you know, Infernal Titan with like Death Touch or Lifelink or like whatever, like it, it it just it's fuel for other decks I find that you know. I still get to play with Inferno Titan in two different kinds of decks with two different right. goals, and there's still a payoff because you got Agar and like other stuff. It's just, it's just, uh, it's, I've had way too much fun with it. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the big thing too is like it allows you Agar specifically. And like I said, when I was going to build mine, I was like, I'm going to build Burn Tribal. Like, let's, let's, let's make Burn great again. You know, just, <laughs> I want to decimate burn, a table. Burn and Commander? What? That's never been good. Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. But, like, being able to decimate a table with an instant speed Comet Storm is is just awesome. You know, being able to... So, going back to, like, Inferno Titan is, is a card for, for whatever reason I didn't even think about in mine, but it does. It deals twice... It, it deals the damage. So, when it ETBs, you get to Lightning Bolt something. Well, Agar sees that and says, hell yeah, draw a card. But you get to play these cards. Like, I run Basalt Ravager in mine because it's a giant wizard and guess what agar is a giant wizard also a giant wizard yeah (laughs) right and i'm running a handful of wizards and obviously giants like the only non-giant or non-wizard creature in my deck is torolf god of fury strictly because being able to fling excess damage anywhere else Especially because I went more the burn route, you know. So like blasphemous act, if it starts well, dealing, blasphemous access, act is it, just uh, people die. <laughs> That's yeah, it. people people die. It is it is fantastic. But basalt ravager can come down if I have uh, like a goblin electromancer or a harmonic prodigy out, and now all of a sudden I have three wizards. Well, basalt ravager is going to enter the battlefield and do the same thing that inferno titan does. It's going to lightning bolt something, and agar is going to draw me a card. I'm not down a card. Someone is down a creature. I'm up a creature. I'm up a creature. And the creature is not, like, yeah, the Basalt Ravager never feels like it's a dead card in right. this situation because of the, like, it being two keywords, which, like, also fantastic uh, that they were able to, to like, integrate the design into that of being, like, you care about wizards? You're, you're good. You care about giants? You're good. You care yep. about both? You're fantastic. And, yeah, like, yeah, you're even better. Like, you know, I think with Salt Ravager, probably more often than not, like, some people look at the card, they're like, yeah, well, it's just, like, some weird tribal thing. And it's like, right. cool, I'm going to take this four mana four two that, kill, like, hits something and draws me a card, and then maybe I'll just be able to turn it sideways. And it's just, it never yeah. feels dead on four mana. Right. And and worst case scenario, someone has a two three or a two two that they're okay losing, and they don't want to take four, they're going to block it. And guess what? That combat damage, or that excess damage, is going to draw you another card. It's it's crazy how even the quote unquote bad creatures in this deck are Agar just Agar so cool. He, he makes he he completely took this this strategy and elevated it to a whole new level of being able to make cards you normally wouldn't play in commander completely playable and fun to play. And it's it's part of the reason I I love this deck so much. It's it blur it it blurs that line of being able to use cards that have just been sitting in boxes or binders for years because I don't have a good home for them and still being a playable deck and the fact that you get to just 
you get to feel like you're still advancing your board state because you're constantly going to be drawing cards off of your Inferno Titan triggers or even just combat damage with a stupid 7-5 like freaking Dargo. Oh, yeah, Dargo, Dargo's in your list, and I'm regretting not putting it in mine. But, like, yeah. look, if anyone uh, if anyone listened to the episode with uh, the Hermit Druid, uh, Dargo, Dargo Broken. Uh, yeah, never, <laughs> Dargo never, never not a time that Dargo, oh, my God. Commander Legends was a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but, yeah, like, um, I, I, I mean, I don't know what else I, I need to say about this build like yours or mine like we got yeah. you 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 kept in fire giants fury i took mine out because i put it in my mono red dargo tech yeah. <laughs> like because of just like oh uh, yeah dargo go burr but it is also a giant but yep. like just like and like <clears throat> you and i have a bit of crossover here and there like we got a we got a lot of the giants we got the stink drinker daredevil that helps reduce the cost and all this other stuff yep. but you also you also and i like managed to take it in slightly different directions where o'brien is uh definitely more like creature centric um with like some some big haymaker payoffs of like you know some instant sorcery support uh and quite a few more enchantments because i i slotted in like wizard class and yep. uh and sorcerer class just to have the flexibility i i kind of cry a little bit over battle of frost and fire the the five mana enchantment saga that it, like yep. it deals four damage to each non-giant creature in each planeswalker but it's not an instant sorcery or giant source it, yeah but... it's technically not a spell <laughs> when it deals the damage but i'll take uh i'll take another board wipe uh that that cares about tribal aspects which which is another part uh another part of the episode that that we'll be we'll be going into in a second here um but but is there any other big thing about maybe your build or my build that 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 we haven't really touched on or, or you think is really cool? Uh, I so I mean obviously I went a little bit more instant sorcery centric. Uh, I'm running a total of 28. You've got 22. Uh, like I said, I, I ran. I think squash. I still think squash is just like I should such probably a cool, put squash in the deck. I'm still. It's such a cool little freaking two. It's almost always guaranteed to be a two mana spell, right? Like. Um, but otherwise, no, I mean, I, I actually, I didn't even think about, uh, some of the uh, sagas or the classes, you know, and, and Warstorm Surge, that's a card that I'm sitting here staring at, like, yeah, I should probably find I, a spot. I'm always, I, I am the, like, if I had, you know, people always make, like, fan designs of, like, who they are as, like, a player or, like, what their ideal commander would be. I would basically have, like, I would have a legendary, um... What's the dragon that is also Warstorm Surge? Oh, uh, uh, Terror of the Peaks. Terror of the Peaks. Yeah. I would basically have a legendary team or Terror of the Peaks that yeah. also counted itself when it entered and had oh, like God. trample and flying. Like that. That's, that's it. I want to. I want a five mana four four with flying and trample that has Warstorm Surge plus when it enters it also deals damage. Like that's, that's it. Warstorm Surge is is super fun. It, it's really interesting. Um. Because I like using keyword creatures with like like sure. Lincoln Death Touch and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's like it gets it gets super crazy when people are like, "Wait, you did what with what?" It's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." yeah. Watch, check this shit out. They're like, <laughs> no, <laughs> Warstorm Surge. It is a it is a gateway to many cool plays if uh, if you play into it. But it's also a six man enchantment, so I can understand True. why it's not super favorable for some people. Um, yeah. So 
Um, like many topics in the past, uh, we, we go up with some, me and my guests go over some concepts, some strategies, and, and just some things that, uh, are relevant to, like, deck building and commander strategy and, like, you know, what level, like, you know, what are the levels of, of, like, do you get to see some of these effects or not? Um, but Agar, uh, is part, part, part of what makes Agar really cool isn't just giving cantrips, or sorry, giving burn spells like like a lightning bolt uh, ability to be a cantrip uh it also enables like i said right at the top of the episode that blasphemous act like becomes a um a decree of pain but then uh my you know i admit i admit doing this um and you know maybe some of i think you know maybe even some of your other big red spells like you know comet storm or jaya's immolating inferno um It, it kind of becomes a really interesting thing where it's like, you know, the excess of board wipes uh, and, like, what is sort of a, a good ideal number number to be running in, like, a commander deck. And, like, right. how many is, is too many, you know? Um, I uh, I do love a good board wipe, um, de- you know, depending on the situation. Sometimes yeah. I'm pretty pro board wipe, even, even if I'm not the active player and I'm not the one pulling the trigger. And sometimes I'm like... I can't believe you cast that board wipe. How dare you? And it also <laughs> exiled my stuff. Like farewell has become one of my most hated recent board wipes to be printed because depending, even like, even if you're not like a dedicated, like graveyard deck or anything, like the loss of resources off of everything being exiled just yeah. sucks. And it's just a solid six mana. You're like, well, it's six, ma- it's a six mana board wipe. Like they, they, they worked for it and they paid for it. So like, right. what, what can you say? But even in this deck, even in my deck, I'm running th- three and a half board wipes uh, in red. Um, yeah. And some of them are situational. Well, actually, technically, okay, I'm running four and a half. <laughs> it's running Mizium orders. I count that as the point five one. But yeah, uh, yeah, because you know, I mean, chain reaction is is very similar. You know, like yeah, it's situational, but it will almost always clear the board. And, you know, it's only four mana. Like, yes, uh, the Mizium Mortars, you at least get the flexibility of paying, like, the two or the six. Yeah. Uh, Volcanic Vision is really dependent on what I'm returning, but I got a lot of, like, four or five mana targets that, like, make it pretty relevant. I also count yeah. Invasion of the Giant... Or, not Invasion. Battle of Frost and Fire, even though, again, it doesn't trigger oh. Agar. But, right. but it's, you know... Um, and, and take it from a guy who ended up uh, looping uh, Karavek Leviathan, or K- K- the whatever it was from uh, Shards of Lara. It's like a when it enters, bounce all creatures except Karavek Leviathan oh, to their hands. And uh, yeah. I looped that like three or four times, and like did not have an uh, an end goal. I was just trying to <laughs> keep the game going, and everyone's like. Dear God, please just, just make, make it stop. Like we'll just yeah, like yeah. lose the game or kill us. I'm like, I'm trying, but like I, but like this is the thing, right? Um, board board wipes. I found depending on like the type of board wipe someone plays, it could be really effective and can really push us to the end of the game. Like a a psych rift where someone wins on the next turn, you're like, okay, right. it was a psych rift, but you won, right? Rather than exactly. you psych rifted. And then you pass the turn and then return the psych to your hand and then did it again. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to pick and choose, but like where Agar's design allows you to play a blast act and maybe return it again because you're still progressing your board state and drawing cards. Yeah. Um, 
some other board wipes like some people pack like 10 board wipes i'm like but why though yeah <laughs> why would you do well, that i don't know what's it what's what's your relationship with board wipes and like your experiences so i normally run between between two and four um in my in, in my decks in my play group like i when it comes so i'm also a pretty big cedh player i mm-hmm. love competitive edh it's a, it's a blast i have so much fun um a lot of it is because the salt level is very very minimal um whereas in non-competitive edh or casual um you get these like people develop these huge board states and very quickly especially in the current metas and things just get so out of hand and you you have to you you just have to you have to clear the board and i people will get very upset over over a board wipe especially when they spend all this time and resource into into developing it i'm i'm kind of one of those people <laughs> like uh you know like if especially playing this this agar deck right like we're playing basically four to five drop tribal like there's we ha- we're running yeah there's no if ends like, or buts about it like we like to, right. to keep like sure we could probably make agar a strictly dedicated like spell slinger list with like every burn spell under the sun but like right. it also does say giants and it does say wizards yeah. and like there's a lot of really cool stuff to like there's, yeah exactly with it, right yeah so there's definitely a lot of times where i'm like okay this you know if if i get i and i've had it happen once where i got like a I got a two mana rock, I got Agar out, and then I dropped a four mana giant, and then literally, like, you know, so turn four, someone board wipes. And I'm like, fuck, I don't even have... All right, make my land drop, recast Agar. And then it's like, okay, now it's turn six, and I'm trying to do something. And then someone board wipes the next turn. I'm just like, I I can't what do I to- anything. What I totally board. didn't do that to you at all. Not, not... <laughs> no, I didn't have a really slow start with Agar and then Comet Storm everybody to death, but... Um... But so it's one of those things where like I understand the need for it. Um I definitely think every deck should run probably three or four board wipes. But like I I I will purposely sandbag my blasphemous act until like either a um like a board is just too out of hand or if I know that for the most part I'll come out on top. But like board wipe pass tribal is my least favorite kind of game to play. And like and I had a Selenia Dark Angel deck that was literally board wipe tribal. Oh there my god. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean it, I, I had it, I played it once and I was like, this is absolutely fucking miserable. Like no one wants to play against it ever again. I'm done. And I broke it down. And so like when you look at my list, I'm running. I ca- I count Cyclone Summoner as a board wipe. I, I also count Cyclone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, we're also talking about like. Um, it's a seven mana one sided. It's basically Cyclonic Rift ish. But the, the, but of course the key thing, kind of like the Psych Rift thing, um, like you're you're casting a seven mana seven seven that returns everything but giants and wizards and lands. Right. And um. Most of, like, and this is the time where it's, like, a, a board wipe that's specced or worded a particular way, like, actually is really beneficial to your situation. Um, right. One of my big favorite plays of my Audric Bloodcurse deck is either, is it's with Blasphemous Act, but um, I'm either packing or have out, like, if I have out uh, a Chroma's Memorial, 
or Ooh, yeah. I have uh shoot. Uh, you run like Rem Coralis or whatever his name is. I should probably put him in the deck, actually. So thank you for pointing that out. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, Brave the Elements, uh, where you, you get to be like, my creatures have pro red. Well, oh. You know, so, yep. so so the Blastus Act goes off. My creatures are good to go. I am able to now swing out with Imputiny. And yep. like, if you're able to like consistently build a deck that's, that is like board, like board white proof, or, well, I guess kind of like Zergo the Helm Smasher is kind of another one where people do love doing, like, board wipe tribal stuff. Yeah. With, like, a, like World Slayer, World Slayer uh, Zergo. You know, that, yeah. that that's something I, I, I'm, I've been aware of for a long time. Kind of annoying, but the same end goal of, like, I will control the board using board wipes, but I'm also going to kill you. You're like, okay, yeah. well, at least, like, there's an end goal. Some people like board wipe, and you're like... Uh, and then then they're like and then you go and you're like fuck okay i gotta pick up everything and for some people like uh, you know it it does depend on the type of player i'm I'm a very proactive player that that does not hold back resources unless like i know i have to be conservative but like you know some people just go all in and uh and then the board right happens and then people are like oh man i now am basically out of this game for possibly like the 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 two you know maybe two or three turns to try and rebuild to yeah. a stable position and then maybe someone's like no nah, i'm gonna board wipe again you're just like come on and like i've seen yeah. i've seen some chain board wipes where someone like like not maybe just one person but like maybe the table collectively like two or three times like yeah just just board wipes we're like people play creatures people play their commander like yeah. this game like the game is now at a standstill where it's like there's probably an opportune time to do it, and even I admit I I have I have played a board wipe or played a removal spell or played a counter spell where it was just like it was very much like not, um, not to anyone's benefit, especially my own. But I felt the need to like commit to the bit anyway, and it's right. it's just it, 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 board wipes uh, if if used uh, appropriately and, and for the intended use, then like right. most people like are probably fine. But like some people just hit the panic button because they're panicking. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and that and that comes across with some people that I know that are like are really good players, um, but maybe unfamiliar with some strategies or like. It mostly comes from like a lot of players that are like really uh, relatively inexperienced with commander, or. Uh, are very emotional in, in in responding to something where it's like, uh, well, that person has a big board. Yeah, you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like, cool. I'm gonna hit the button. You're like, okay. Um, hey, can we can we talk about this? No. You know? uh, dang it. Okay. And <laughs> like, um, like I've seen people play like I don't know. They're, they're, we have so many board wipes in 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 a lot of colors now. Even like green yep. has slightly kind of dabbled in it. Like. Um, it got, oh, the great great Aurora is one of my favorite cards. It is so dumb. I, you know what? I was not thinking about that, but now that you mention it, it is definitely a green <laughs> yeah. board wipe. Like, it's it is the it's the chaos warp that feels. I mean, I guess it depends on like the type of uh, of like green deck that you're building, but you're most likely coming out on top with all the lands that you're you're putting into uh, play in comparison. Yep, lands and creatures, um, tokens. I mean, oh, the tokens part. Oh, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's so out of hand there. It's like, yeah. oh wait, I had twenty tokens plus all my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. here's out. a board state, and then someone board wipes afterwards. And you're like, well, that was fun. <laughs> I le- I mean, the 
I guess it's kind of like the difference between like uh, uh, what was it? Warp World, I think is like yeah, the, the Warp equivalent. World. Yeah, it's the the thing. Yeah, it's it. I, I feel as if uh, among the many things that people could like talk about, like I uh, I've talked a lot about uh, like what's the level of interaction you want to pack uh, into like your everyday like commander deck. You, you know, right. not one that's not like a CDH deck. Um, like one that's not a, a pre-con level, obviously. Like somewhere in the middle. Um, sure. Like what's what's your level of interactivity, right? Like how many counter spells do you play, or how many pieces of removal do you play, and like you know where where do your board wipes? What are the board wipes you play? Um, yeah. Like do you, you know do you count uh, Vandal Blast as like strictly in, like do you count it as like artifact removal? Do you count it as like an artifact board wipe? Like you know I'm not sure. Depending on, like, the specialization, it gets a little bit more uh, harder to assess, but, like... Right. Yeah. Things or, probably get a little more muddy. Like, uh, we, we've seen uh, a lot, like, a lot of five-mana board wipes be printed. Uh, like, uh, Wedding Invitation... Oh, not Wedding Invitation. Um, the one in Crimson Vowel. Uh, but the one that exiles... Or, it, it everyone sacrifices up to 13 creatures oh um i know which one you're talking about i then i don't remember the name though um but but like oh by invitation only by invitation only like yeah. like that is it's definitely a specialized type of board wipe but it's one that becomes more favorable if you know that you're interacting with like indestructible creatures or right. like creatures you can't like like some some claws that we're like i would rather have you sacrifice or exile these cards than keep them but then right. you have like farewell, which is like goodbye. It does everything at once. Like that's yeah. pretty freaking strong and pretty powerful. Um, and then you know, so it, like I, I'm going over, like I'm pretty much cycling the tapes of like the, some of the names, like Blast Act and all sure. this other stuff. But like, I guess like what I'm coming down to is like you know, um, if you've cur curated your pods, you're part of like a curated community where people kind of generally have the same mentality. Like, you know, ch chill out with some of the board wipes. Oh, man, I talked... Yeah. Wait a minute, I just got a flashback suddenly. Uh, <laughs> this is from episodes ago. Um, my buddies and I were basically talking about the same thing. I've done this before. No! <laughs> like, but... The, it, it, it was just... Yeah, there there's a certain number of like repeated game actions in magic of you like it's one thing with like people ramp right like oh i right. I, I play a i play a uh mana rock or i i search for land right like some people like do just end up doing that for like their first like three turns of they're like i cast uh turn one soul ring into a signet you're like okay, cool yep. turn two they're like i cast uh uh cultivate or whatever right yeah or, uh, yeah, and, vegetation or some crap. Yeah, 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 exactly, right? Like, the, like depending on how heavy or, or, or intense their mana is. But, like, their first routines are like, oh, I ramp. You're like, okay, cool. And some people are like, I, I play Rhystic Study or Smothering Tithe or uh, uh, so, something that, like, you have to pay or I make a resource or generate a resource or whatever. Like, right. so, some of that stuff, like, in small amounts is like, okay, like, you're progressing your your game plan but then yeah. like there's the person who's like oh uh like oh i'm gonna counter every spell for like the next two turn cycles it's like 
First of all, how? I got some questions. <laughs> Second of all, where are all your resources for that? Right here. Oh, fuck. Right. Okay. And then, like, um, it, it's just, I, I find some people, like, if they do tune it to, like, one particular end of, like, oh, I'm going to interact with you every, you think about it, I'm going to interact with you. It's like, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> People... You mean like Baral, Chief of Compliance? Counterspell. Oh, Counterspell.Dac. I've I've heard about stories about that deck, and I've seen the theory <laughs> about that deck. I have not had the misfortune of playing against it, but it's like, oh my god. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. Like, my stance is have, like, a decent amount of interaction, but also maybe take into consideration that, like, you might not have all the answers all the time. You can oh, try yeah. and prepare for it. But, like, the other thing, too... My thing is, like, the more, um... Like, the less uh, optimized you get, you know? You, you give yourself some room to be, quote-unquote, creative with your deck. Whatever you want to be, they call it. Like, you want to do a theme, or you don't want to do a tribal deck, or... Like, you're on a budget, so, like, you can't afford all these super expensive cards, and or maybe you you don't do proxies, or whatever the situation is. Um... But like, how much how much room can you uh, allow for creativity while not compromising on the number of slots for removal? I guess is like right. you know, do you do you run ten pieces of interaction? Do you run twelve? Do you run fifteen? Do you run twenty? But like, when you hit your twenty, you still only have about approximately like taking your commander into account. You have forty cards. Yeah, 40, right. forty cards is a lot. Don't get me wrong. But like, but uh, not once you consider your ten mana or your ten cards, you know, ramp package that's gonna just automatically fit into your deck. You know, yeah, like you, you know, if you're still if you still follow like uh, your own personal criteria of like I need X many of this and Y many of this and Z many of the, the you know this number of this thing, um, and you're still able to be pretty flexible and creative. I mean, like I wish I wish I could build decks like that. I just I'm not built for it. I I'm like. I'm going to jam the coolest things and then yep. maybe see if those cool things can double as removal. And then like, I'll pack like a couple board wipes. Maybe my max yeah. personally is usually like three. Cause then I feel like, man, if I hit these three in a row, it's going to suck. Right. Right. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Like, what, what's, what's like, what are your like I- ideal ratios personally? So in, in my more casual decks, uh, I, I personally love to br- uh, brew, on a budget Mm -hmm. so usually a lot of my decks end up in that like 75 to 150 dollar range and i know that doesn't seem budget but with the way prices of magic cards are going it's pretty budget and and i mean Um, like and that 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 could be a pretty reasonable like commander deck you could purchase over time yeah yeah absolutely um like so like my agar list i only run two counter spells one of them is negate which i used to hate i used to hate negate has actually been like really solid like it's i was so i've been so surprised good. i'm like, like i hated it because i i went pretty hard uh so i i got into magic right around um like re- i got really into magic around ixalan block Ooh, and yeah 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 negate saw reprint after reprint after reprint so i probably have like 60 copies of that stupid freaking card chilling in my bulk bin so i used to hate it and i was always like well the big the big problems i i need to deal with are creatures and that's not the case usually the big problems you need to deal with are non-creature spells and negate hits those very well so 
I run Negate and I run Wizards Retort. And the reason I won I run Wizard well, run Wizards Retort over Counterspell is because I have a wizard in the command zone and I will almost never be seeing Wizards Retort unless I can cast it for its one less. And it, it, it becomes counterspell, so it becomes a little bit more thematic. Um as far as other interaction goes, so we talked about Cyclone Summoner, we talk talked about Blasphemous Act. Uh, I I should be running Chain Reaction in this deck. It's currently in my Gishath deck. Um, but, like, I also have Meteor Blast, which isn't quite Chain Reaction or Mizium Mortars level, but, you know, for Red, 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 and then usually, like I said, between either, a, like, a Mana Geyser or a Seething Song, I can dump a pretty easy 4 or 5 mana into it and just start clearing really problematic creatures. Um, but... I, because I built this deck to be a little bit more burn tribal and I kind of focused it around the primal amulet being able to flip that copy it and just like kill two players at once with a single burn spell I can I pivoted a lot more into single target removal so a lot of my burn spells will deal X damage to one or two creatures to or you know uh, yeah one or two creatures or players and then if I copy those I can choose new targets and so on. So I my onboard interaction is pretty pretty high. Like realistically, I'm probably in the in the ten to twelve range for onboard interaction between all my burn spells. True, but but like you like you said like you pointed out, a lot of it is that single single yeah, target it, interaction. It's, it's single target interaction. And a fairly good portion of it is source sorcery speed a lot of my instant speed stuff is like draw um other than like squash and lightning bolt um so but in most decks i usually aim for like three or four counter spells i try and keep them thematic uh like i have a snake tribal deck that i run mystic snake mystic snake yes yes <laughs> you know like it's a four mana counter spell you on know, a like, on a body that has to body. enter the battlefield. Exactly. So it's one of those things where like it, I go pretty light on interaction in my casual decks, which is probably why a lot of them don't win a lot of games. <laughs> but I I get to slot in a lot more of the fun cards or the super synergistic pieces. Like we were talking earlier, like I'm running the Iron Crack Pyromancer Harmonic Prodigy, like that little suite of wizards that you know, allow Agar to just do these really cool or like if I draw a card off of a lightning bolt for Agar, Harmonic Prodigy is going to draw me two and Iron Crag Pyromancer is going to trigger and deal three damage to another two creature. Like it just, it's kind of a snowball effect. It requires a little bit of a perfect storm to happen, but it gives, it gives me the ability to run some more of these niche cards and not worry about my interaction package because I know going into it, I'm not brewing to control the board or, well, I mean, it's a burn deck. I'm, I'm going to control the board, but I'm not, I'm not trying to police what people are casting. So I don't run a super heavy interaction suite, at least in this deck. And in most decks I do aim for, like I said, probably only three or four counter spells, probably four pieces of targeted removal, and then maybe two or three board wipes. So instead of having that suite of like 15 to 18 cards that are removal based, I'm down to, you know, nine or 10. 
and so I'm about half of what the quote unquote norm would be, or, or like I, maybe I, what some people just like recommend, just because yeah, of... or or the recommended yeah average, and and I actually I really like that space for more casual games because everyone gets to do some slightly bigger splashier things. Yeah, a game might go a little bit longer than your average game, but everyone gets to do things. Everyone gets to play the game. No one's feeling like I'm playing Counterspell Deck and not letting anybody play. So I, I usually brew in a fairly light interactive suite in my casual decks. Yeah, I take it take it as someone who uh, is very. I I would definitely say I'm very casual in general, just like by attitude, how I choose to play, what I what I choose to build, because like I I do like some really cool, fun, flashy stuff that that like you know might you know might come across as like. Um, I wouldn't say rude or mean. Maybe it comes across as rude sometimes, depending. But, like, you know, there's, like, there's just, just some really cool stuff to do in Magic. That's the whole part about, like, Commander that a lot of people really love about it. It's just, like, oh, it's really appealing because I can play all these, like, really cool things, right? Right. And uh, it's, I, I just find that, like, I find always having, always having the answer kind of takes the fun out of it. Because, yeah. like, if, I, if I'm if i playing with three other people, on average, you know, maybe one less or one more, depending on, like, what the pot is or, like, what the arrangement is of, like, whatever the compromise is. Like, yeah, I'll sure. play with five play people, but we'll play Kingdom or whatever, right? But, um, you know, always having the answer, um, like, getting into a counterspell war or being like, oh, I give my stuff hexproof or... Uh, I I give my stuff uh, my stuff indestructible or like whatever right like whatever the situation yep. is like it comes across of like uh, like whenever someone has the free counter spell they have the Teferi's protection or the heroic intervention or whatever like it's it always feels like they're like ah gotcha bitch and then you're like yeah well, well shoot I don't have a reaction to that because like either I'm not playing blue most of the time personally like you know I I don't have the, the I don't have the ability to counter you know play more blue coal i don't know but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you know not everyone is going to have the answer all the time but like maybe my, my mentality is uh, unless like you really are playing for that like highly optimized like highly tuned like really tight plays and, and trying to figure out the win as, as as quickly as you possibly can uh given like the shortest amount of resources or like, like whatever the situation is like sure. I, I find if you chill out a little bit more then at least like everyone else can rely on like another person on the table to yep. like curry favor with or kind of like influence to like do something for you to this time but maybe like but it's not breaking the game it's not immediately like shove it like shoving you into the into first place but like oh i don't have the answer oh i do okay whew, all right like okay, yep. and then and then like the game kind of keeps going and yeah um i also find like I, I know some people don't like group hug strategies or they don't like cards that like give cards to other players for yep. like uh, you know uh Fl flump is a is a card for example that i that i'm thinking i of. love love and oh they made God. they made a legendary flump you know yep. like 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 i i know some people absolutely hate uh those types of effects and I, and, and they detest it and they avoid it and they ask why, why play it? Right. It's like, right. but it's because of those scenarios where like you can cast flump and you can cast secret rendezvous. And like, I, I know some people think, uh, some people think that maybe like the story of commander, sh like 
is shouldn't really be a thing and or like what i don't know whatever people have their people all have their command commander opinions to the end of time but like i i find those moments of like hey we are both in like a bad position and it's but like we don't want the game to end right now like let's see if we can pull a hat like a hat trick between the two of us to see if like we can get ahead or like get back in the game and like it's those moments of like uh it's a competition for sure someone has to win the game but it's those brief moments of camaraderie and rubbing shoulders with friends and people that you played with before have been like let's see what we can do together and then like after the dust settles and and we'll we'll deal with the fallout afterward you know like i'm i'm a big fan yeah no definitely there's there's definitely something to be said about being able to kind of take a step back and kind of get off the like i'm i'm trying to win you know uh race and kind of settle into a little bit more of a like look yeah i would like to win but i just watched my buddy freaking go off with the you know or like my girlfriend loves playing edgar markov and she loves playing Esther the masked and those are two very scary decks oh yeah oh yeah when when she like I I usually try and police the table and be like, look, if she ultimates Estrid, we are dead. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna try and like progress my board though. I'm like, all right, all right. And then she ultimates Estrid, and here comes a freaking Nylea's Colossus and twenty enchantments, and everyone's like, <laughs> oh god, what do we do? What I'm what like, do we, no, do? we, we, we die. We die. Like, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like. Uh, I, I like you know I think commander uh, in general I, I found like sure, maybe some people like I, I I'm one of those people that got away from like playing FM standard because like I just didn't enjoy the environment and I didn't like spending the money on a deck that was gonna rotate out and not gonna work because I'm like I'm gonna play uh, teamer collected company in uh, Constantarkir standard with oh, when like siege rhino was like the bit the card of, yep. of of that period and i like you know i i i fought against the siege rhino decks and did okay and then i was like man i have four collected companies now and i'm tired of standard <laughs> and so you know <laughs> commander came in but like i find like commander in general because of how many cards like i find when you hit mid well, i say mid but i mean like you know casual whatever you want to call it sevens it's all sevens whatever everything's everything's a seven um you get to see like a lot of cards a lot of really weird interactions and then you're all sitting there like well wait a minute wait 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 how does this work and everyone like busts out their phones or they're on their computers on spell table or whatever and everyone's like typing away and they're like wait i know a judge friend hold on a second let me ask them or whatever and like uh, everyone's playing like what's your commander oh it's the new thing that came out last set what was last set again i don't know at this point we're oh, in the, God, we're in the yeah. middle of the fugue state right now what's happening but like you know everyone everyone's playing popular stuff and new stuff and old stuff and they're like oh because of this really weird corner case situation in the rules this is the result you're like yep what and i find that teaches good rule stuff so that's like that's step number one two you get to learn about how cards work in general you're like, yeah. I know what your commander does now because of this this unique situation. I know how Agar works now. You're like, okay, cool. Or I know how, um, God, what's a commander? I I now know how uh, Lagrera the the magpie works. 
Oh god, yeah, that card where all of us were just like, uh, wait, let's reread <laughs> this ten temp, times. Templating question mark, hello? But like, yep. you know, uh, and um, that that's, that's the situation we're in right now, like, of, of like how many different commanders and broad amount of commanders that people can play of like, oh, because this commander exists, um, we could play like these really old cards that have these interesting abilities. You're like, well, how does that work? And that, what does that, so it's like a real learning tool, not like maybe not just about like how to build a deck that's synergistic and maybe a little bit tuned or optimized. And then like you get to learn rules interactions between cards that you never knew could have occurred. But then you're like, Oh, now I'm a little more informed of those future experiences. And then like yeah. kind of like at some point, even, even on lower power tables where like, not everyone's gunning for a win right out the gate in the first three to five turns or whatever. It can happen, but like, you know, right. But then, then over time, like by like maybe the first year, the second year, you play more games like two or three times a week or whatever. Like you start getting the experience of like, Oh, like I can tune my deck this way and I can like slow, slow roll my, my place here and then like pop off here. You know, yeah. it, it's 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 a it's a training ground of of just interactivity between people and like what they build and like old rules. It's just it's a really great fun learning experience and um, like that also includes like you know what's your reasonable number of uh, of interaction that you feel is necessary for like graveyards and uh, stuff on the stack and. Like, do you remove someone's commander or one of their commanders if they got two of them? And like, you know, it. There's just so much to handle, but yeah. people eventually, over time, even if you know, people, oh, your your threat assessment's bad. Yeah, I know, but like, eventually, over time, they're gonna get there. It's just you know, right? It, I don't know. We're, we're we're reaching a point where I think a lot of people who play commander and play a lot of commander uh they know their stuff it's just that maybe maybe that night or that game uh they're not all 100 percent in or the deck they're playing is not all 100 percent in you're they're like whoops i don't have the removal what can yep. you do you know that's just the game yeah well i mean and when you're not when you're playing something that isn't competitive you're not always going to have the removal you're not i mean your deck isn't built to have the answer every time so and even in competitive i mean i've been playing competitive for the last two years or almost two years mm -hmm. and the number of times i have had the perfect answer for somebody's win is pretty slim i mean i always aim to have a piece or two of interaction but the number of times like if someone goes to turn i've i've seen people win turn two and i mean you're in competitive, you're kind of expected to have this like, okay, turn two, you're going to have, you know, you need to have some form of interaction. And sometimes everyone does have a piece of interaction, but you still have to develop your board. You know, you can't just not do something. I mean, I mean, someone's going to do something. I, I'm, you know? Sometimes I'm like, man, you know what? Sometimes you just got to tap out and go all yeah, in, you know, every absolutely. once in a while. Like I've, um, you know, I, I do like and appreciate the conservative plays because sometimes you're not, you, you know, you don't know what is going to happen. Like right. sometimes like, you know what? Sometimes you go all in and, you know, next turn happens, next turn happens, right. next turn happens. And nothing, you know, you're not being fucked with. No one has the answer. So then, you know, then you can go off and really start going all in, right? Yep. But that's, the th I find that's the thrill of it that like, you know, I, I've, uh, like, I, I watched you, uh, I've seen you play, and I've seen Fitz play, 
uh, some CDH stuff. And I, I've seen those turn one, turn two wins where I'm like, wait, what's happening? And it's like, <laughs> but you know what? Like when uh, the, the window of interactivity, it, it's kind of, you know, if it's turn one and you're not the active player, heck, you haven't even played a land yet. Yep. Like, you know, if you don't got the answer, well, you don't even have the chance anyway. So then you just, right. you scoop up and move on. Right. Like yeah. that, that, that's, that's also like just the reality of just like luck of the draw. Right. Like you either got it or you don't, you know? Absolutely. And that's, I think at the end of the day, there's a portion of maybe not like commander players as a whole, but like in general, you realistically, you go to any, any hobby, whether it's a card game or a board game or a video game or exactly exactly what you said you either have it or you don't and i feel like there is a portion of the player base that maybe forgets that what we're doing is playing a game and that there will be times that you just don't have the answer and that is 100% okay and normal and you shouldn't have the answer every time cuz otherwise maybe you're trying a little too hard or pushing like You're yeah, like the group there, there's much, there's or... a lot of like I think probably just to kind of wrap everything up because the it, it, we're we're over the hour and whatever, sure. it's my show I can do whatever but but <laughs> but uh, we are playing a hundred card singleton right so yep. maybe you cut it down a little bit further okay maybe you're running if you're sort of on the the average or crazier end thirty five to forty percent of your cards are lands. Yep. If we're talking about like average, like statistical sure. averages, yep. and then you have between counting your commander, you could have like uh, fifty nine to thirty, not thirty, sixty four percent of your deck being of what what you were like. Yeah, these are the things that are really cool in this deck, right? Yep. Um, and, and, and then you're like, okay. And then now, so I have these 60 ish, whatever car, like 60% cards that I have to like tune to be like, okay, I get my, I get my draw and then I get my ramp and I get my creature bases that interact with the thing. And these are my combos or these are my, you know, my winning game pieces that ends the game or, or, or whatever. Right. Um, and everyone's got their ratios and they trim here and they cut this, but, and, and then of course the other crazy thing too is like. Man, what if you just had like the five cards that you've been staring at for like two weeks and you're like, I don't know what to cut for these. And then that game, you just make the five random cuts and you slot those things in just to give it a go for the night, just to see what happens, right? And then yep. uh I, I think the other thing too is is that um I, I've talked about this with some previous guests, and I think they really do have a point, is that like um be equally as flexible, like uh, of being like don't have your deck be set in stone of like what what your ratios are and like you know your 10 pieces of interaction maybe it's nine but like oh, sure. you, you're the one you took out was like a creature but like the creature did this really cool thing or this thing that like really progressed your thing but you're like well i didn't want to add a creature but like for this particular situation and it makes sense but you give it a go and then you you saw what happened and then maybe you didn't notice that you were one removal spell out you know, it, yep. and, and we're playing singleton. Not every game, unless you're expecting that and everyone wants that, like, right. happens to be the same thing beat for beat, right? Yep. Like, uh, command, uh, Commander is a 100 card singleton. Everyone's, and there are four players on average. So that's about yep. 400 cards and 
you know, outside of basic lands and whatever utility lands or whatever, you know, everyone's got like 70 or 80% of their deck is uh, probably unique from yours, yep. right? With probably, and maybe, you know, there's like 5 to 10% crossover because everyone likes likes playing the good stuff. But you're still looking at a, like a, a wildly like variable game where anything can happen, right? And it just so happens you didn't pick up the board wipe or the the kill spell or the counter spell, you know. And like that's that's just the game. Heck, I bet yeah. even in even comp, like you know, some people rely on like super sick top decks that like they had no chance. Like the statistical probability was out of their favor. They're like, I got the the god top deck, you know. Uh, yep. I I have had games like that where I'm like, I'm gonna keep this, you know, mulligan to five or something. It's like, okay, I have. Like Silvala is one of my favorite. Is probably my favorite deck. Uh, mono, like, mono, okay. Your mono green Silvala deck, right? Mono green Silvala, yeah. It's like okay, Mulligan to five, and I have a two. You know, I have a I have a lands. I have a jeweled lotus. I have Allosaurus Shepherd. I have a two mana creature that creates me or that will draw me a card and let Silvala tap for five, and I have a draw spell. I'm like cool. I literally need either a tutor or like crop rotation to go grab Gaia's cradle. So, you know, like first, first, uh, first hand, I'll like, or first draw for turn. I drew a land. I'm like, sweet, cool. Now I've got a backup land for next turn, blah, blah, blah. Play my Allosaurus shepherd, make Silvala uncounterable, play the jeweled Lotus, cast the Silvala, and then turn to rip a freaking either half of a combo piece or a tutor off the top. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this is gas play. You know, play that two mana creature that makes Silvala draw me an additional card that allows me to tap Silvala for five mana, play my draw spell. Now I'm drawing five cards because I have a two mana five five. Like, I have had those games where everything just lines up and everything is perfect, but it's all because of a fucking top deck. And so those games, I, I ride that high for a week because those games just everything I mean, went right it's it's the magic christmas land you know that, exactly. that's that situation i think a lot of like i've had i've had games where i won on like turn four or turn five in a in a in a pre like a curated pod of, of people that i trust and we we play like a certain level of like interactivity sure. but i like for whatever reason just you know boom 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 i win and everyone's like oh shit and i'm like whoa <laughs> cool all right i will not be able to do that again and like if yep. i do it usually inv involves like a lot longer game and a lot more interactivity to eventually get to that point but like every once in a while you know uh you know you're not a bad deck builder you know you did build you did build the deck with the intent to do this it's just it just so happened that it happened uh right now early than you expected yeah. and and there's no resistance and like that just happens it just happens yeah. absolutely yeah your 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 deck like uh, we keep touching base on it, but you're not meant to have the answer every time. You're not meant to have the perfect hand every time. You're, you're. If you build your deck to do a certain thing and it doesn't do that thing, the first time you play it, just don't get this. The first time I played Agar, it did the thing, and I was like, this deck is dope. The second time I played Agar, it did not do the it thing. It did not do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I was like, you know what? The first time it did it, like, call it a law of averages. There's, you know, it's it's more likely that it will probably do the thing. And so far, I have only had one or two other games. And, I mean, the game with you was one of those games where it was a slow start. I, I was happy that as many board wipes happened as, as they did. 
because it gave, it bought me the time to set up enough a, a, enough of a board presence, enough mana to get the things. Because we're like I said, we're playing five and six mana tribal. Like this deck, I'm, because I'm not running a huge suite of fast mana, isn't lightning fast. I need to be able to play a two mana rock and then play another two mana rock and then play a four drop and then you know like slow it's a bit of a slow roll yeah yeah it's a slow roll now once that ball gets rolling it is a lot of fun and the deck will churn through itself very quickly but it does require some setup and you have to you have to be okay with that and there's nothing wrong with being like okay well my deck's a little slow like okay don't don't bring it to a freaking CEDH pod then. <laughs> like, yeah, well, and then I, I, I've had this conversation as well, too. It's like, you know, everyone cries wolf over these these situations of like, well, I got pup stomp. It's like, listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm not a CDH player. I, I, I've talked about this before. There's probably going to be a time I'll eventually crack and like make a deck and then who knows what my opinion shot. will be then, right? I um, love it. <laughs> I'll find I'll find something that that really appeals to me and then I'll I'll play it. But like um the you know, CDH players want to play with CDH players. I don't know how many times that needs to be said that yeah. that like the the you sit down and be like CDH? Yeah. Boom, that's it. That's a conversation you you sit down and start playing. You help each other out if you're not really sure what the heck you're doing because like sometimes a weird situation happens where it's like Hey, can I win in this situation? Yes, I'll show you how to do it. That that you know that happens compared to like, yeah. and then and then like you know, every once in a while someone makes a deck because they thought this strategy was really fun and really cool, and then they absolutely crush people. But then that same deck will not function in that higher tier of play because yep. it's not built for it. You know, right? It, it's deck, it's deck and like personal intent. Really, I, I keep I keep mentioning intent a lot. Uh, yeah. I think it's a pretty good it's a pretty good term of like you know what's uh what's your goal and what's your intent it's not a, a right. necessarily 100 percent a reflection of you as a person but like you know if you and your buddies sit down if you and, and your and your friends sit down whoever they may be or if it's on spell table or if it's for a stream or whatever first time meeting people um you're like uh whoops this deck was really 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 tuned and i there was a complete missing communication and like Yep. You own up to it. It's not intentional unless it is question mark, right. you know, <laughs> like people don't do things intentionally if it, un unless they actually want to. And, uh, right. I don't know We're, I mean, it, it'll be the never ending conversation of trying to like get people to be convinced. That it's like, guys, people are not like out to get you with like your battle cruiser magic or you like, right. or, like they're not trying to beat you with your CDH deck because probably if, 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 if something happens, like, other decks like are prepared for the long game and if they're able to interact with it in some reasonable way that they didn't expect because it's off meta the cr yep. the deck will crumple that's yep. it you know like the, the it's it's built for for it's just it's just built different yeah no absolutely <laughs> yeah so i i think that about wraps it up you know uh like deck building and and intent and agar and playing like 20 red mana like red base board wipes that deal damage and drawing a bunch of cards that that you know that's sort of uh acceptable you know that's that yeah. seems like a good place compared to like i'm playing the mono white deck and i play 
six board wipes. It's like, right. Come on. <laughs> Speaking. So before we leave, there is one card I noticed that both of us did not include in our lists. Okay. I'm curious on your thoughts as to why. And I think I have an idea, but at least for me, uh, star of extinction. Uh, I have, 20, I, I have one, I have, <laughs> I have the one, you know what? I'm swapping that out. I, I'm swapping out a uh, volcanic vision for that. I had one, <laughs> I've had one copy of this card forever. Yep. Uh, it was in, Oh God, what deck was it in? I can't even remember. Maybe it was in Zakama. I don't know. I had okay. it in, I had it in another deck forever. And I, I just, for some reason, didn't pick up the deck and play it. And I took the Star of Extinction out because I'm like, nah, this thing doesn't really need a seven mana board wipe. But uh, I know right where this, this card is going. I know. And like, hey, destroy target land. I can get rid of someone's like, Nick, Nykthos um, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Nykthos or, I don't know, just a maze of if. You know, like, I do not. I, inter think... I, I do not interact with guys cradle or maze of Ith or like uh, uh, glacial chasm enough to really be like, I got to get rid of these. But like, you know, it could happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't run into very much uh, cradle in, you know, like non-competitive. Uh, I've seen a, a handful of maze of Iths, but not very many. The, honestly, the main reason I like the star uh, in conjunction with Agar and I'm kind of like, the the but the downside to it uh, obviously jumping back into Agar really quick but the downside to it it is a seven mana sorcery that's usually not a problem for for our decks uh, the upside to it and this is something I'm just now realizing it also hits planeswalkers and Agar cares about excess damage, damage to, to planeswalkers well now I am definitely putting this card in the deck so yep, yep. yeah they uh, had the one it has eluded me for a long time and now. Uh... What have you done? What have you done? Jamie? Yeah. Jeez. Well, now we're both gonna have to go change our decks. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. Um, thank you, Trent, for coming on and talking about Agar and board wipes and all this stuff. It's really fun chatting with you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. This um, was a blast. Where uh, can people find you and your socials and 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 what you do? Uh, normally, you just find me on Twitter uh, at Trenton907. Uh, it's Trenton with a Y. My parents are weird, so it's T-R-E-N-T-Y-N-907. Um, otherwise, you can usually find me streaming. I stream uh, with some friends, uh, CEDH, on Tuesdays and on Fridays. And you, I'm mostly just screaming into the void about commander edh proxies i i make a lot of proxies you'll see pictures of proxies all kinds of so freaking sweet ass proxies oh man uh, the star my, wars my star ones you did yeah Whoa. my star wars proxies i was so proud of those i'm really happy with how they turned out uh lately i've been shit posting so you'll if you go to my profile right now you'll see a fuck lot you more, uh, fuck you absolutely <laughs> fuck you i will <laughs> I'll put that. Uh, in. I'll put a link for someone. Go I promise out. you, Mister Orfeo is not as bad as you think in your head. He is. Mm. It's still. It makes me. It makes me smile. <laughs> it's. Oh man, it's a good uh, time. But anyway, that's where you can find me screaming into the void, terrorizing Cole with threats of posting uh, an uwu version of mr orfeo his no one no character. one needs to see that you can keep that under lock and key <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah hey that is the episode everyone thank you for listening and we'll talk to you on the next one